0: listening to EP Culture Beat, the underground source of El Paso, Texas. Yes, we are. So <laughs> i going to make sure that I'm...
1: I know. Working. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you, dude?
1: Pretty good. As good as it can get right now. Cool.
0: cool. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people listening out there.
1: Okay. Hi, I'm Cindy, and I am the owner of Aga Hat Co., and so far right now, I'm the only hat maker here in El Paso.
0: Cool. Um, when did you start? How do you say it again?
1: Aga Hat Co., it, it's a it's a, a Diné word or Navajo word that means wool.
0: Cool. Wool
1: of any animal. Mm-hmm.
0: When did you start Aga?
1: I started it two years ago when we moved back from New York to El Paso.
0: Cool. What was the main reason that you started it?
1: I started it because I wanted to make hat-making my job, my life. It's a, a very creative craft that... I would like that to be what I do until the day I die. So um, I thought moving back to El Paso would be the perfect opportunity to start my journey in the hat making.
0: What are you currently working on?
1: I just had a client come in, another custom order. Um, and she really fell in love with asymmetrical shapes and a little bit of stuff. Uh, studs, but not, like, over the top. And so I worked with her with, uh, on the uh, hat for about an hour and a half to see what color would look cool. great on her. And so I take my time with, with my uh, clients, and I really want them to be happy with their hat. So I work with color and, and leathers and you name it. All, s- all sorts <laughs> of stuff.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Um, how did you get started in the hat-making biz?
1: I wanted an open crown hat in a high quality felt, and I had looked online and found one for 800, one for 1200, and that was just too much, too high, too out of my budget. Why is it so expensive? Well, the materials are not inexpensive. The craft is not inexpensive. It is Mm -hmm. very pricey to have blocks, to have all of the equipment, the tools Mm -hmm. are not inexpensive. It's pretty pricey. So I um, made my own hat, and i learned to bead weave and i bead wove my hat and um if you see my um y- on my instagram y- one of the the black hat with very bright uh hat band that's my very first hat that i made and i believe it's on my profile picture and um after that i had people ask me where did you get your hat yeah. and that's where it kind of started
0: <laughs> so you just like jumped into the hat making biz, like
1: yeah trial and error, reading, 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 l- watching videos, looking at wow. old photographs of hats, the process of making felt. I do not make my own felt. I buy um, upside, I buy old cowboy hats that I clean and then I reshape or I use rabbit fur felt.
0: Did you have a mentor along the way or was it just all you? No, independent it study? was so
1: much reading, wow. so much reading, so much trying things out and making my own tools if or my husband helping me make tools that I did not have. And um, uh, like, for example, my husband made me a brim cutter out of an old crutch. Cool. <laughs> and uh, because normally wa- a brim cutter is 300 to 350 or even more. And uh, depending on the all the copper or whatever they add to it. Mm-hmm. So it's just learning, making along the way, and continuing my hat making process.
0: You always hear about musicians being self-taught but
1: (laughs) but not i did have a a millinery milliner for a friend Mm -hmm. and she basically took me to a hat supply place in new york and she said that's that's a good felt and she explained a few things and she said now you need a block these are the three things that you do and now go do it (laughs) and she there was no hand holding no nothing and i was like okay and so you know i spent about three hundred dollars just to buy the supplies that, that I could do at, like, make this hat at home. And then later, as I kept researching to get more supplies, I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> really expensive.
0: Did places like the library come in handy? Or were you really just uh, looking uh, looking up books to buy uh, um, online? I tried
1: to find books online to to see if I could find them, at a stu- to have my own copies, mm-hmm. because I, I love having my own books. And mm-hmm. if you're in here, you can see that I have a lot of books. Yes but um because i like to write in them take notes and i did not find much online okay so just photos just like quick photos illustrations not photos and videos videos yes there are some on youtube using a brim cutter mm. um videos of other hat makers doing things and i just watch them over and over, <laughs> and over
0: <laughs> that's that's so cool because like that's the cliche nowadays that you could learn you can learn anything on youtube yeah it's
1: it's and of course i just had to keep trying it and it was you know it's not buying the felts to try these things it's like not cheap so um sometimes i would go to the thrift store and find an old hat and that's when that whole concept came it was using old hats to reshape and turn it into something else
0: cool um when did you successfully make this first hat when was this
1: this was four years ago
0: and how long did it take
1: it took about Five tries. I had the crown down pretty good, but the brim and getting that flat shape was so hard. With not if you don't have the proper tools. So
0: five. I, uh, five tries. Does that five does tries that mean of setting months? the brim?
1: No, like uh, probably about a month okay, of cool. trying to set just <laughs> the brim. Wow. And then um, after I learned a little bit more, I went back and redid my hat all over again.
0: Hat making is a pretty much, it's an ancient art. Do you use any classic techniques now?
1: Classic techniques, uh, as in-
0: Or what is considered a classic technique?
1: So, uh, well, for example, I have a lot of open crown hat molds. Mm -hmm. So I started playing with hand creasing. So that's how a lot of things were done. It wasn't necessarily that you had the block Mm -hmm. to do the shape. A lot of times the milliners or the hat makers would actually create the shape with their hands. Whoa. So hand-creased hats. So you'd see that probably like on Stetson where it says hand-creased or other high-end um, hat makers that don't use molds. They use their hands to create the shapes.
0: And does that involve heat too?
1: Yes, steam. steam. Lots of steam. Hot steam. Very burning yourself hot.
0: It doesn't involve chemicals, right? Because that's well, what the Mad Hatter is based off right, of? Right.
1: That was when he would create the felt. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so basically they added mercury to the (laughs) felting process and to to bind the fibers even more and i think it actually created a little bit more of a easier to mold it into the shapes that you wanted it to be so yeah no there's no mercury in the process i do use some other stiffeners but they're alcohol based so you're not going no i'm not going crazy no (laughs) i know it's insane that they used yeah mercury
0: but i guess i mean artists always looking for like the materials that make things easier right
1: right (laughs) yeah there is another process where they would add urine to the (laughs) to the hair when they were boiling it yeah self-made to bind yeah exactly
0: (laughs) this will clear up some uh some of the some questions that some of our listeners might have uh, as you've been explaining things uh what tools are essential to hat making
1: uh well if you want the shape that you want at least something around the shape the size of your head Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, some people use styrofoam to create a mold Uh, so it's shape of a the mold the open crown that you want uh of course the felt that you're using it could be something that you find at a thrift store and then you want to do it on your own and reshape it uh you could use you have your block and then steam and of course materials like you know to set the inside of the like the hat uh, band or Mm -hmm. not the hat band the sweat band Mm -hmm. on the inside of the hat so yeah something to create heat and steam an iron your felt and the block
0: what's a block like the head shape
1: yeah the yeah which are the ones in my studio yeah they're all wood the Mm -hmm. ones I have are all wood um and some are from about six forty no forty years ago to a hundred years ago wow those yeah they're kind of old
0: how did you acquire those
1: I've slowly been buying them on eBay. Oh. This is four years, what I have in my studio is four years of searching and searching and bidding and and like waiting till the last second to like place my last bid to get that block. And yeah, I think I have almost all the sizes now. (laughs) Wow. In an open crown, so I'm excited about that.
0: Websites we all know come in handy again. Right. YouTube and It's reconnecting
1: with like old traditional uh, tools. And um, I have seen other amazing tools, uh, like a conformature, which I don't think I could ever afford. Uh, but they're, like, selling for $3,000. Wow. And it's an original conformature, which is this device that gets placed on your head to show exactly what the shape of your head is. And I know. I, sounds sounds <laughs> a
0: little bit dangerous.
1: Well, it, it looks kind of <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. It has, like, these weird pins, and then it yeah. just plays over your head, and then it just shows, like, your shape. Wow. Mm-hmm
0: what was the most difficult thing to learn
1: Mm, the most difficult thing to learn was sizing up and you know if i I started using leather on the inside and just figuring out exactly the how much space to give Mm -hmm. so that make sure it fits the, the client um
0: does that involve a lot of math
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not... I mean, you have
0: to measure. You measure. The
1: whole thing is measuring and then every... Okay, the other hard thing. So with (laughs) with that goes the shape of people's heads. Mm -hmm. That's very tricky to fit if, you know, someone has a very round head. Someone has a very oval head. Someone has an oval head with dents in the front. And you could make a hat in the size that they fit that is their size, but it doesn't necessarily always fit perfectly. Conform to their... Exactly. (laughs) I mean, we all have these weird little dents and like like things, like undulating parts of our heads. But um, yeah, Yeah. that is pretty much the hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because you can't. I guess you can measure that, but.
1: yeah, you yeah. can't. And sometimes I'll add leather on the inside so it actually squeezes in and some oh, other so parts. Also, it stays
0: because it, that's the trick, right, for it to stay in. Right, in place. and it,
1: it'll fit perfect. Let's say here, but then they'll have indentions like y- you could stick your finger up because they have like these two dents mm. near the temple. And I would place like some leather inside so that it's snug to their head, and you know, um, try to make it fit since I don't have the other tools to do that.
0: How does modern tech apply to hat making? Well, we already mentioned YouTube and eBay, but how else does modern stuff apply to hat making?
1: Well, the felting, as in even like the beaver, even if it's upcycled, and let's say the rabbit fur felt, I'm not making the felt. I buy blanks Mm -hmm. or the old cowboy hats, and that's how new technology, basically there's a machine that's batting, like felting the, the fibers together or the hair together.
0: Um, Can you elaborate more on buying old hats? Are they typically cheap? Or no,
1: because it's beaver. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's pricey. And um, i trying to source, trying to find it. And then not only you're paying for the hat, but you're also paying for the shipping. And so it's like also trying to bid and win a, a hat to sell, to reshape, to clean it up. And a lot of the times the ones that I buy are really beat up and I clean them up.
0: Whoa. Yeah. And so... Is beaver pelt still made today? Is that Yes, but it's
1: very, um, I've looked into buying new beaver, but they're, I was put on a waiting list. So they're not just sending it all out everywhere. Mm. And not everyone can just buy. And that's fine because I don't really want to. I was just yeah. curious, how much is a beaver for like felt? Okay, let's <laughs> use the, what I had been doing with the wool hats. Let's use old beat up cowboy hats that need a new life
0: upcycling upcycling which is always good Mm-hmm. what materials or fabrics do you use the most
1: well with the hats it's pretty much the felt the either one mm-hmm. the upcycled beaver or the rabbit and leather and beads leather and beading
0: You've mentioned a little bit about working with leather, but is that another thing you had to learn completely yeah, by I yourself?
1: Le- leather braiding, I yeah. bought books, <laughs> um, and I've read, and then I, oh my, taking hours trying to get the, per- like the leather in the right place so you don't see the back, it doesn't twist, and it looks nice and neat. Yeah, so that was another thing. I just learned basic leather braiding because I love it, so I thought, oh, let me try to learn this.
0: This is such intricate work. What's motivating you?
1: I always want to do new things. Yeah. <laughs> I and then I learned peyote stitch because I wanted peyote stitch on the ends of the of the leather braiding. So What's it's that? another way of beading.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's one bead at a time, oh. or the way I do it is one bead at a time. So you basically are adding beads around the the leather braiding to create a nice little design. Wow. Yeah, That's I'm always trying to learn something. It's a lot of brain work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Brain work makes the brain happy it yeah exactly does right how long does it take you to make a hat now
1: it takes uh well the setting just the hat it takes me about three days and then I work on the hat band which can take if it has beading it can take me a little bit long like longer but I usually tell my clients like give me three weeks three
0: weeks Mm -hmm. Wow. wow
1: especially right now since I'm just home I work on that and beating and yeah, so I I can actually balance things out so much easier now
0: Time management folks
1: yeah, oh my goodness.
0: what do you do for time management since um this involves so many processes
1: well for I the
0: for the artist the
1: arti- <laughs> well, a lot of it's straining on my eyes like the beating mm-hmm. so and i'll go to the studio like in my little studio i'll work on the hat body i'll Mm -hmm. set i'll set the brims and leave them setting then once that's done i'm like okay i'll make a coffee and then i sit down (laughs) and i start beating nice or i have a beer (laughs) that's I'm working from home but yeah and then I start my bead work and then I enjoy it because beading is very meditative and um I it's nice to sit and just quietly just work
0: and it kind of sounds like a break too right
1: it does it is and then you want to see what the next part's going to look like in the next part so I think it's exciting
0: as for your bead work um I'm looking at your machines now like Mm -hmm. there's one machine that looks really small
1: oh yeah that's really little (laughs) um
0: how do you get used to that was Working this stuff.
1: It was very frustrating in the beginning because, mm. one, I realized that I needed glasses. Mm. That's when I realized I needed glasses. So it was hard for me to see, To The beads are so small, like the ones in the smaller loom. Um, they're one about one millimeter big. So that was really hard, learning how to hold them, learning how to pick them up with the needle, learning how to, like, pull it across the warping mm. thread. So it was all about that movement learning the movement yeah rhythm yeah and then once you have that down then following like creating your pattern and then after you get those down then that's that's not even a problem anymore
0: cool it seems like a lot of art involves rhythms huh like i'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure you can get into rhythm with the with the hat making too oh
1: yeah definitely and you know the sanding of the of the felt and Mm -hmm. all of that it's just like meditative i i consider it very meditative
0: What's your favorite part of the hat process?
1: When I'm hand creasing and it's coming out the way I want it to. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, "Ooh, it's looking like I wanted it to. (laughs) Yeah, that's very exciting. Especially if my client's are around and I'm doing it in front of them. And they're just so as excited as I am. That makes me very happy.
0: Cool. Mm -hmm. Is there a popular style or styles that people are always looking for?
1: Uh, So far i've done a lot of the it's i guess they consider it kind of like a fedora style but i call it clint after the city uh-huh. or the, i name everything basically about el, any el paso streets t- parts of town or like cities around us um but that style is that it's kind of like uh clint eastwood's hat also yeah. um that style i've done quite a bit An open crown
0: what does open crown mean?
1: Open crown is when there's no shape. It's like a dome.
0: Mm.
1: Very. Do you know who Billy Jack is? You ever seen that movie? Or like, you see old Native American photos and it's the dome hat yes. with the it ba- yes. that style. Yeah.
0: You kind of touched on this a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but uh, you restore hats too.
1: Yes, uh, I just clean them up and try to reshape them back to.
0: What's like the most basic process? Like, what does clean up mean?
1: uh well it depends on how dirty it is uh-huh. like i've actually gone pretty aggressive with some of the hats and i um bathe them
0: <laughs> i like bathe i, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. use a
1: specific kind of uh wool soap that i've used in because i'm also a knitter yeah and it's a soap that you never ha- you don't have to rinse out and it's like a certain ph so it doesn't destroy fibers or do anything to the felt and so i'll clean them because they're very dirty it looks like they were just thrown in a garage so yeah. i'll clean them up and then bathe them and then steam them and you can easily i can reshape them back too
0: does this like automatically increase the, val- the value of those hats
1: it goes back up again because mm-hmm. you've just did you've reshaped it you've re- you've cleaned it and you've mm-hmm. given it a new life so now it's off to another person um to give it another 50 years or more those felts can last a very long time if you take care of them
0: and why is it? Is it because it's an animal skin? Right? It's yeah. animal hair. Animal it's hair. just
1: hair. Yeah, it's the hair. So high quality, even wool will last quite a long time. If you mm. buy a wool sweater and you take care of it, it can last you a lifetime. I- if you buy synthetic sweater, it's going to look raggedy and old um, pretty fast. So that's why I use higher quality um, hair or fur felt because it will last. And I believe in qual- quantity over quality. I mean, quality, quanti- oh, my God.
0: <laughs>
1: quality over quantity.
0: <laughs> I guess using felt does involve, uh, does does it involve killing animals or?
1: Yes, unfortunately. Uh-huh. The rabbit and the beaver. So that's why for the beaver, I so use upcycles So those are the two animals. Okay. And those are the higher. there's a, I've heard that they've used chinchilla and that's absurd. Why would you ever do that to a mm. tiny little animal? But I use the beaver- from old cowboy hats, because mm. what's going to happen to that hat if it doesn't get sold on eBay? You know, is it just going to get tossed or
0: continue deteriorating? Yeah, yeah, and I'd
1: rather buy it and then remake it into something else.
0: Okay, cool. It's just that nature has all that good stuff. I nature know, makes the good stuff. But the stuff, thing man. is that yeah. it's,
1: it's all about not excessive. So exactly. Yeah, I'm not buying 500 or like. 500 felts or 20 felts i'm buying you're like, not destroying
0: a whole no, forest of I buy like three felt
1: at a time <laughs> yeah. but and it takes a long i, I yeah. found a new supplier and i like them because they only have so much and mm-hmm. this is it and then they'll just let me know when they have more cool yeah
0: how has a virus crisis affected your business is delivery for materials delayed um has there been a shortage of materials or tools
1: no, there actually has not. And then, of course, for a while, I wasn't ordering anything because it was a little... I, as soon as the quarantine happened, um, I had not ordered anything until... Well, actually, that's not true. It, the new uh, supplier, that I, they had said that they would receive new felts in May, and they didn't receive them until June. Mm. And they're based out of New York, so that's why. And it's fine. Like, I tell my clients... So you have to wait. You're going to wait. This is a different time and yeah. It's okay. You can you can use an upcycled hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the virus crisis has just delayed some stuff, but Yeah. Mhm. Cool. How does El Paso inspire you?
1: Well, the people, one, two, the mountains, the sky, it, it just it makes me want to be those like scenes like the sunsets and the Mm. mountains and oh my goodness yeah it's very inspiring um coming from new york and being in a very like concrete world Mm -hmm. and then coming here it's just amazing not uh, it's not just the the sky and the mountains but the people have been amazing Mm -hmm. and uh, the things that i've been able to do since i've gotten here like i don't know if i would ever have been able to do that over there
0: um where can people find you on the web and how can they order
1: they can easily go into uh instagram which is agahatco and or i have a website agahatco.com uh either way i am also on facebook i have a page for the, the under the same name so you can message me there on instagram and or via the or you could look at my website and message me through there and i usually take appointments and of course Everything is wearing a mask and um I don't have many people in my house, so (laughs) I'm like, uh (laughs) scary times.
0: Very. Mm -hmm. Um is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: To be a part of your podcast is I thought (laughs) before when I saw your Instagram, I'm like, I wonder if they'll ever ask me to be on their podcast. (laughs) let's see and then like seriously i thought this two weeks ago and then you sent me a message i'm like it happened
0: (laughs) manifestation yeah i was like (laughs) (laughs) that's very cool yeah so Um, that's yeah i think there's a lot of entities in el paso that that look at each other from afar Um, Mm -hmm. let's message each other a lot more folks
1: yes exactly
0: thank you so much for being on the show thank Thank you so so much
1: thank you for having me